I have notes for the show today. Oh, good, because I don't have, I don't have many. I've been busy. Bitch has been busy lately. Well, I don't have notes about her music. But... Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. morning. How's it going? Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. 2023. 2023. I've had to write it a few times and it's fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's fun to not be writing 2022. Right. Anyways, welcome. Welcome to Shopping for Tea, the podcast where you come for fun facts and facts. And uh, I'm one of the hostesses, the hostess with mostest, Miss Sylvia. And um, today I have the most yard work to complete. (laughs) That's Uh, exciting. (laughs) (laughs) We got started. I got a little mini chainsaw for Christmas. And now the yard has all these branches and things that need to be dragged out to the curb. So, Wow. Fine. Yeah, you sent, uh, you sent a picture of your little mini chainsaw. It is a little mini chainsaw. I've never yes. seen one quite that small. Oh, it's so fun. Is it pink? So it's, it's not pink. Blue. It should be pink and it be jeweled. It should be pink. It should be bedazzled. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, it's so cute. I'll post it on our Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and who else do we have with us? Hey, I am Kevin, and I am the expert in all things LGBTQ, as well as uh, nerdy, geeky stuff, and political shit which is this has been my week. which is this is the week for you <laughs> and who else do we have i don't even know who i am anymore my god <laughs> it's brian. an existential crisis brian yeah and everything i am everything britney spears and pop culture music uh and just about anything else that happens with um you know People that don't really have much of an impact on the actual world, which is uh, kind of what happened. Entertainment, yeah, it's your thing. It is. Look at you are just a like just a big bunch of roses this morning, aren't you? Just so excited, (laughs) so happy to be you. I am. I literally, I literally slept. We're recording this at ten thirty, and I literally slept until I I never do this until nine thirty this morning. So I I am only on my second cup of coffee, bitches. So fuck off. Uh, okay, we'll we'll keep that in mind. Um, uh, my question is, why'd you schedule us early then, girl? Because <laughs> I, I got shit to do later. I got oh, stuff okay. to do. Oh, all right. That's all right. I didn't mind. It's nice. It's a nice morning. Uh, I did have my seven-year-old great-nephew spend the night. He was just out here talking to me, and I just don't look him in the eye, and I can't hear him, so he went away. <laughs> Hopefully, he wasn't saying anything, and it sound you hear it on a recording. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, wow, do we have a lot of things to talk about. Yeah, Let's start with Kevin. Kevin, where do you want to start? Ooh, doggy. So, the, you know, the election for the Speaker of the House has been quite, <laughs> quite a shit show. And entertaining. I have to say, I have eaten more popcorn this week. This has just been so entertaining for me. It really I, has. It's so, so exciting. So, uh, if, if you haven't heard, uh, the new Speaker of the House is Kevin McCarthy, who is a Republican, but it's not without its drama. So, they've had... Ooh, drama. Had, so traditionally, for oh, for the last 100 years, there has already kind of been a speaker, and this has just been cer- ceremonial. But obviously now it's not because the Republican conference <laughs> is such a shit show. They they just can't mm-hmm. even 
you know, they, they can't even uh, agree with anything that they say, even amongst themselves, you know, <laughs> this is, it's kind of, you know, if you really think about it, this is kind of to be expected. This is the party of me, 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 not we, we, we. And if it doesn't affect me, I don't give a shit. And mm -hmm. so for them to, you know, look at each other and say, oh, well, you don't believe in that anymore. You're my enemy now. And so they turn on each other and it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It was really weird. And I finally, at one point I thought, why don't some of the, you know, this could go on forever. Why don't some of the Democrats just give them their votes to get it over with? <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. It was crazy. So, and what did he promise these people? Oh, yeah. Votes? Yeah, yeah. That's what so, you need to be worried about. The big three concessions that he gave was, and you know what? I have to say, and I never thought I would say this, but I, I'm, I can really get on board with two of these three. And probably all three, actually. But um, two of them are a minimum of a 72 hours. They have to give uh, the people in Congress at least 72 hours to read a bill before they have to vote on it. I totally, I, I'm good with that. I think that's great. I think they should read a bill. Is there a minimum a bill. now? No, a minimum? <laughs> no, they've been giving people bill and Democrats are just as bad, if not worse than Republicans on this. They'll give the conference a bill 12 hours before they have to vote on it. And it's 700 pages. So, oh. you know, they're voting on shit that they don't even understand. They don't know. They don't read it. Right. And they don't have the opportunity. So I'm a big fan of that, actually. 72 okay, hours. That doesn't I think sound it's good. bad. Uh, another thing that they're demanding is a vote on term limits for representatives in the House of Representatives, which I'm a huge fan of. I think everyone, including our shitty Supreme Court, should have term limits. They're saying uh, three terms, three terms maximum for anyone in the House of Representatives. So they serve two-year terms. So that would be a maximum of six years. There, there are people that have been in the House of Representatives 40 years, for God's sake. Yes, really. Mitch their McConnell. whole lives. Yes. So Mitch I McConnell. totally think that that's a, that's a good thing, too. And, okay. and then finally, the third biggie, biggie, is uh, they want to make sure that they have a subcommittee that investigates the FBI for abuses against the American public. Now, we all know exactly what American public that they're talking about when they're trying to bring this to light, but Democrats have been screaming for an FBI uh, review for decades. So I don't think that this is a terribly bad thing either, honestly, as long as they're not okay. laser focused on how the FBI abused Donald Trump because they didn't. <laughs> Okay, so those are the things mm. that we are oh being told were the concessions, but what yes. really happened? Like, are there I other know. private deals that we don't know anything about? Because oh, I'm sure. you don't go, so, you don't go from if we elect this guy, I'm quitting Congress right. to electing this guy. Yeah, yeah, and what happened? Because uh, I think you know somewhere along the line, somebody had to sit Lauren Boebert down. And be like, look, bitch, like you, 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 this is what you are going to do, period. Because Calm I think she voted down. for like three different people during these sessions. I can't, I, I don't know. I didn't, and I didn't know anybody who she voted for. Well, she voted for this, I think it's Duncan, uh, who I've never even heard of before this, but no. it's one of the uh, now four African-Americans in the Republican House of Representatives conference. Um, they were voting on him. But finally, Boebert just bowed out and she just voted present to bring down the threshold that McCarthy needed. I don't, could you explain that to me and our listeners? Does that mean, like, I'm just going along with the crowd? What does that mean, present? So, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, it is not a majority vote. 
uh, to get the Speaker of the House. It's a plurality vote. So what that means is you have to have at least 50% of the vote uh, of everyone that voted. So uh, everyone that voted for or against. So if you just vote present, that brings down that threshold of the maximum number that they need. So they needed 218 votes previously, but she voted present along with another person. So that brought it down to that he only needed 217 votes um, in order to win. So then he only had to, to okay. win over less people. Who came up with this system? My <laughs> God, like, stupid like, isn't it? Fucking a. It's like rock, paper, scissors. It sounds made up. It really First is. It's um, it's her. That was their only way out, besides yeah. my way, and have the Democrats just give them some of their votes. But um, that was their only way out because they were. So did Matt Gates vote present? No, Matt Gates ended up voting for him, voting he for did? Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, wow. Ooh, Matt, I hate well, that man. Yeah, you know what? At least now I feel like everyone in the entire country knows who Matt Gates is and hates him. So you know, for whatever fucking reason, because there's so many. <laughs> uh, they hate that Santos guy from New York. Dude, what about him? Right? <laughs> so weird. <laughs> How we could do a whole podcast job? on this guy. He I'm has sure lied about everything. Plenty of them. This guy has lied about just about everything on his resume. It seems and, like. Santos, and, yeah. and, and, and did you see when resume. he lied about his and, mother's death? Like, and twice. did you see when he voted the the little symbol that he held up with his other hand? No, what's that? Uh, he there's a white supremacy symbol when you uh, put your thumb and your pointer finger together and you make a circle. Oh, like and okay. uh, like when the okay, okay sign. Like kind of like an okay sign, but it's upside down. Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay. um, wow, and I, then, did not, I did not hear I, that. Yeah. I go didn't look. Know that there's that was pictures. Yep. There's pictures everywhere when he raised his hand to vote that he held up that symbol. Yeah. Well, you know, okay. So, of course, he's a piece of shit for lying about everything. Mm-hmm. But really, who was his opponent? And why didn't they find this out during the election? Because you better believe I would have. Yes. That's a good question, Kevin. See, that's what. <clears throat> So you can think like that. I never even <laughs> thought of that until you just said it. And I mean, it, is if I this... was going after him, it doesn't seem like it was hard to find this stuff out. Right. You're right. This... That guy didn't do his job. Go ahead, Brian. Nothing. It, is this man gay or straight? Because Oh, well, that's a great question, isn't it? He looks like he's had a lot of work done. Well, a he lot. says he's gay, <laughs> but he was married to a woman just a couple years ago. So I'm not oh. sure. Okay. Well, both of those things could be true. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Both of those things could be true. But considering he's lied about everything in his entire life. And this comes out, it's like, er, really? Mm. How do you get, how do you wonder? How do you not wonder? So so what uh, happens with him in that job? He gets to keep it? Unless he resigns, yeah. (laughs) He's been elected. So I don't think that, so the Republican conference could stand up and say, we're expelling you from Congress, which is what they should do. But the problem with that is they expel him from conference and, and then the, uh, re, or the uh, um, governor of New York then gets to choose the replacement until they can have another election. So, so and that's a Democrat. So they have a very, very slim majority. They only have a five five member majority in the House right now. So if they lose one and it turns into Democrat, they only have four. And that makes it even worse. Oh, so they're never going to let him. I don't think they'll do anything. Well, what happens when Brazil succeeds to get him for something he did there? 
Oh, I don't know. I didn't. Well, even, I, mean, I don't even know about that. I I, I had a hard hard time keeping up with all the drama with this guy. <laughs> I really yeah, did. I was Kevin, like, Kevin, do you know what I'm uh-uh. talking about? No. Oh, In Brazil. God. Yeah. Yeah. Now I have to be responsible for facts. These uh. might be unfacts. These are definitely <laughs> on the verge of unfacts. Well, we need some There's unfacts. Something... We haven't had any in a while. <laughs> There's something that he did. I believe it was in Brazil, and it has to do with fraud, some sort of fraud, maybe check writing. One of you guys is googling this shit right yes. now. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Republican George Santos admitted to stealing a man's checkbook. Facts. That there was in go. his mother's possession. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Really? Oh, so right. He's looking at. They kind of now that they know where he is. I heard that this morning or yesterday on the news. I was listening to that. They are like, well, now that we know where you are, uh, we're going to come get you. <laughs> so let's hope that happens because then he'll have to get out of there. Wow. A Brazilian former shop clerk allegedly defrauded out of more than $1,300 by George Santos has a message to voters who cast (laughs) ballots for the Republican congressman. Don't feel guilty. He does that really well. He's a professional liar. Wow. Wow. My, my. fantastic. A professional liar. Wow. Sylvia, one of the things that you said I thought was really interesting that you were saying, well, why didn't Democrats just jump in and get it over with? Well, have you heard about what happened in Pennsylvania? Mm, before or during? No, Pretty I'm much at the same no. time. So the, the Pennsylvania had a very similar thing going on at the exact t- same time on the state level as we had on a federal level where they could not decide on who to get. They have a very, very, very slim majority. I think they only have a one-person majority in Pennsylvania. But um, they ended up, Democrats ended up getting together with some of the moderate Republicans and said, hey, let's elect somebody that's not fucking crazy because (laughs) and so (laughs) there was one independent house member and so he is now the speaker of the house there's there's never been an independent he's an independent speaker of the house uh and they're going to run it pretty much as a 50 50 um so i was like i think that's great i think that that is really going to shake pennsylvania up and it's going to have we're going to see some good things come out of that and i i I, I'm wondering why the Democrats in, in our federal Congress didn't kind of do the same thing and, and go to the moderate Republicans and say, hey, this is ridiculous. You're, yeah. You have to be embarrassed by this. Let's stop this and let's elect somebody who's not insane. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it didn't happen. It Instead, didn't happen. It went the way it went and it makes for good fodder and uh, some places i'm sure we'll make some more fun facts and unfacts but it was entertaining as you say it was a little bit gary would tell something oh another one you know another vote whatever well this is good this is indicative of the way this is the next two years that we're going to be having to put through this because you know also some of the concessions that they demanded was like a, a single member of the house can Put up a vote to of no confidence for the speaker, to, so they'll have to have another election. So you know yeah, that the seems second a little crazy, yeah, that seems mm-hmm. a little crazy to me. The second he does something that they don't like, which is going to be in about ten minutes, I bet they're, they're going to want a new vote. They're going to demand a new vote, and we're going to go through this all over again. Yeah, <laughs> and, and crazy. And Kevin McCarthy has been in this position before. He is not oh, yeah. the best public speaker. No, he's really not. No, he is one of those uh, people that. You feel like he kind of gets lost in his own words when he starts talking in circles. Like most politicians are professional 
at talking in circles, but Kevin yes. McCarthy, he kind of gets mm-hmm. lost in his own speech and it, it. it becomes um, nonsensical. It really does. Um, Rachel I, Maddow did a whole thing about it. Oh, she did? Yeah. When I think of Kevin McCarthy, I think of somebody in a, in a like suit. And they have all these papers and they're losing some. Like, there's that guy who's <laughs> trying to hold all his shit together. And he's his briefcase down the opens up. Yeah. Wind blows <laughs> and everything is flying everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I always have that image in my head when I One think of One side of the shirt's untucked. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You've he, seen like, him. gives oh. into a puddle and gets splashed by cars <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, you know. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's great. Some of that action that took place on the floor, like that guy had to be held back oh, by the other guy. That was hilarious. We haven't seen that since the 1800s around these parts. So my favorite thing that happened, if you guys haven't seen on, I don't know if you guys are using the TikToks, but uh, I, ha- I have been pretty much screw. Yeah, that's what the kids call it, I think. TikToks, oh, yeah. Okay. TikToks, maybe TikToks. I don't know. All right, Alma, um, I have no idea. Either way, but they're Are doing TikTok still a thing. Yeah, TikTok is still a thing. They're trying yeah, to ban. We said TikToks. <laughs> oh, oh. are still a thing. And are both they? of yeah. those are still a orange thing. flavored TikToks. Fun facts. My <laughs> world famous TikTok pie. <laughs> Wait, what? You made TikTok pie? No, no, it's from a movie. <laughs> it's from oh, okay. Elvira. <laughs> She goes to a picnic and somebody's made my world famous tic tac pie. That's (laughs) hilarious. I'd love to see that. Anyways, Uh, go ahead. But they're doing all these um, lip overdub, like wrong lip syncs to the actual like um, happenings in Congress, like during the breaks and like AOC AOC talking to, um, you know, uh, I I can't remember. I can't remember. There's lots with George Santos in there. Um, but like AOC trying to talk to like different Republicans and things like that. And they're doing those. I, I can't remember what they're called. But um, during like the last election, there was a bunch of them with Hillary Clinton. and yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Trump. Like the fake lip readings. Yeah. The fake yeah. fake lip yeah. readings. Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny. Oh, I bet. It has just. I'm going to have to look for that. That's got to be great. It uh, has just kind of kept me funny. going. There's stuff that's funny that you see that you don't even um, have to fake it. There's. They called that Santos guy like four times before he answered. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, he doesn't even know his name because is that his name? Is that like, his name? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but wasn't there a fight about not having not having cameras on the floor? Oh, um, I hadn't heard about so. that. Well, they were. They <laughs> were. Yeah, no, I know. Every- Anyways, yep. that's With what I thought. Nancy Pelosi trolling. She's she's the best troll in the entire world. I just love it. She makes it look like she's not even like what? What? Did Wait, I have that article I... up on my phone for everyone to see? <laughs> I have no idea, first of all, what you're talking about because oh, yeah. I don't do well, she... all those social medias. <laughs> What's oh, happening with really, Nancy, but, Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi? I think towards the end of the second day of all of this shit show, so it would have been after Wednesday afternoon. Like Nancy Pelosi was on her phone towards the end of the day, and she was reading an article on from the Atlantic, and she and somebody asked her a question, so she hold, like holds her phone to the side with the screen directly facing everyone in the press box, and and she was reading an article that said something along the lines of God, this thing with McCarthy is such a shit show, and Republicans are a disaster. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't remember what the the title of the article was, but it was kind of that, and it was hilarious. I've seen awesome. a couple, <laughs> I've seen a couple good 
I've seen a couple good memes about, um, you know, did you ever leave a job and hope the place falls apart when you do? <laughs> right. Nancy Pelosi is living yeah. your dream. Yes. <laughs> with her, with her awesome little tiny clap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Uh, we could talk about this forever, but we've already given it almost 11 minutes. I know. And um, there's more to take talk a quick about. break, too, and let's separate Yeah, let's, let's take a break and talk about TV. There's that's enough shit. politics. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk TV, because we've got a lot. we got okay. a lot. Okay, all right. Things real are popping. Things are popping. A great, real great. quick break. All right. Is that our comeback song? Welcome back. That might be our comeback song. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome. Welcome Welcome back. All right. So it's been a super busy week in television. Mm -hmm. My God, I'm still recovering. And and I've been working my ass off all week. So trying to keep up with the, you know, my first priority, which is, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race has been tough this week. Yeah. Yeah. So season 15 did premiere this week. And uh, it was a huge premiere. They moved from VH1 to MTV. And that's a pretty big move. Uh, it's a lot more visibility for younger people. And you can see that in the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast is extremely young this year. In fact, I think there's only one person in there that is what I would be, what I would consider a motherly figure, like a, you know, a experienced drag queen. Yeah. Everybody else seems like they're in their very, very early 20s. Yeah. That, being, that being said, the level of drag has gotten insane. It really has. Like these girls, they know every, they they just come in like kind of knowing every step. (laughs) They can paint their face like nobody else. They can do their wigs like nobody else or have, or or at least they know the people to get the wigs from, which is not Serena Cha-Cha, by the way, just just saying. (laughs) Serena Cha-Cha, don't get your wigs from that bitch. Are they bad? Well, she won't even deliver them. There's a big big thing with drag queens and ordering wigs from Serena, who who was a former contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race, and Serena not delivering wigs. That being said. um, So this season, also on RuPaul's Drag Race, the first time we have a set of twins. And uh, their names are Sugar and Spice. And they are basically and they are basically walking, talking brats dolls. If you remember from like the nine I think they were in the nineties. They're they were kinda like Barbie dolls, but they were bad girls. <laughs> yes. I remember the Bratz dolls, not because I was yeah. young enough to play with them, but I must have known some right. of the kids who had them. Um, yes, because I always I always question that person's parenting. <laughs> I just wanna see those women. Uh, the twins who are competing. I'll have to tune in. So keep going. They they're are beautiful. They're 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 beautiful and entertaining. They're social oh, media right. queens. They've wait. never performed before. This is no. their first time. Yeah, they're on. They're oh. really famous on TikTok. Yeah, they're TikTok that queens. TikTok. We gotta yeah. get on TikTok. And they have <laughs> no. a really they have a really interesting dynamic because I think Sugar is the one that has more confidence in what they're doing. It's the yep. way it sounds, and and Spice is more the one that needs to be you know pulled along. But honestly, I thought Spice was better than Sugar. I thought both of them are very good. And then we also have Sasha Colby, who we talked about previously on the podcast about her being like you know it's like Beyonce being on American Idol. Yeah. So okay. I, I, I oh, kind of, she's the one. I was kind of left a little underwhelmed yeah. by Sasha Colby. Yeah. And oh. I actually kind of thought Carrie Colby, I actually, I'm not going to, you know, mm, let me choose my words here very carefully. Uh, I actually preferred Carrie Colby over Sasha Colby. That's a good way to put it. 
Yeah. Yeah. What, I agree, but it was just her first. It was her first performance. Right. She, you know, it, it's. I mean, just think how you would feel the first time up on stage. Not that that's any excuse, because all the other ones are feeling the exact same thing. But you know, I mean, I can give her. I can give anyone a pass on the very first episode, and like, let's see what she does next. Right. Only I, though, I was not. I was not ready to give. Uh, 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 what's her fuck? Uh, Irene Dubois. <laughs> Irene Dubois. I was not ready to give her another chance. I was really, really happy with that. Uh, the way it went down. She was kind of a bitch. She was she, a bitch. Yeah, she kind of was. She immediately. She was the first one in the workroom. You know how the girls into the workroom, Sylvia, like yes. one by one. Okay, she was the first one. This girl named Irene Dubois. And I, she was kind of funny in her, like, Meet the Queens episode, which came out, like, two weeks ago or something like that, um, where they actually, like, announced the cast. But then the second queen comes in, who I, I can't stand either. She's a very young, very cocky queen. I can't even remember her name. I think it's Lux Noir or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And she immediately started, like, coming for her, her, her wig. She, you know, she was just like, this is 40 inches human hair and... and, and uh, the other girl what was her name i can't even remember i already forgot um irene, irene dubois yeah. yeah she was like no it's not and the entire episode these two girls kept going back about what 40 inches of hair looked like i know it was so I mean, stupid it was probably the stupidest <laughs> argument i've ever heard on drag race and that's saying something <laughs> it was like it was brought up like three different times in mm-hmm. one episode though like seriously was. i was like oh my god but that's anyway crazy. irene dubois I- ended up going home spoiler alert yeah. so Okay, can I just go back? I, I still have a question about yeah. you were talking about two of the the queens and they both had the last name Colby. Yeah, because they're from the same drag family. So what okay. happens? Could with you drag explain queens? that to me? And yep. some of our listeners might not know that information. Yep. It's expensive being a drag queen and it's very, very hard. So when you're first starting out, you know, people will um ad- kind of like adopt younger drag queens. More established mm-hmm. drag queens will kind of take them under their wing and okay. that becomes part of their family. And that drag queen will, you know, share makeup tips and wig styling tips and things like that and get them booked in clubs and they work together. And, you know, it's just somebody that helps you along in the industry to be a better drag queen because it's a very, very hard job. It really is. Not okay, only so that, but sounds... the hours happen at like 2 a.m. and like yeah, midnight. Right. <laughs> But it sounds like when you watch We're Here, they call that's when they call them their drag mother. Yeah, they're exactly. their drag mother. Very okay, good. so it's a little yeah. bit like that. It's a lot. And that it's exactly also like that. Okay, also that's similar to what I remember in that show called Pose where they had like yes. families. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure Yep. So they really didn't just coincidentally have the same last name. No, no that does no, happen. But no, they are in the same drag family. Yeah, that does oh, happen. Okay. Especially like O'Hara. There's a lot of O'Hara's. You oh, know. interesting. And they're not okay. necessarily, you know, related. So who's your All favorite right, so- right now, Brian? Oh, God, I don't know. Um, so there's so many girls. There's 16 girls this season, which is more than they've ever had. And the premiere was two and a half hours long. So it was, wow. yeah, I know. <laughs> it was like a, a movie. It was a lot. So I can't even remember some of it. I got to rewatch the entire episode. You know, I do remember Sugar and Spice, of course. But um, I don't know who my f- absolute favorite would be. I do enjoy Sugar and Spice, though. They stuck out. Huh, interesting. They, they stuck out to me. So um, Aura Maori. Who? Yeah. Aura Maori. She stuck out to me a little bit. 
I think that's the Filipino. Oh guy. yeah. Okay. Yeah. The uh, the trade of the season. The trade of the season. Yes. Yeah. Wait. What does that mean? Is that a thing? It means he's like the hot guy. Prettiest yeah. is a boy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. He's very. Okay. He's he is he's, sexy. He's, <laughs> he's kind of hot. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So Just learning new things. I I I really. So let me say who I can't stand first. Okay. <laughs> I just can't stand Selena as titties. Every oh. time she is on the screen, she's screaming at the top of her lungs, and I just can't. And I, she reminds me of Alexis Mateo so much. Oh, uh, and a uh, terrible Alexis from from the barrio. I mean, she is so ghetto, and I, I mean, <laughs> which is fine, you know. I but I don't like her drag. I don't think it's it doesn't even really look like drag. She's kind of trying to do a. Um, so who, who was the, uh, really beautiful black girl a couple years ago that won with all of the, like her, her head up in a do-rag and shit like that? Um, oh, uh, Simone. Simone. So I, yeah. I feel like she's trying to be the Latino, Latina Simone by doing all of this cultural shit, but it is just not pulling it off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> really. I am not a fan of hers at all. I can't stand her. Yeah. Well, um, it will it will be interesting because they, I don't think this cast is going to be uh, shy about telling each other how they feel about oh, each other. Doesn't seem that way. No. Um, but I think my favorite, and I was super shocked because I really did not like her at the beginning at all. I really like Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I loved Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> she was fantastic. Her name. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. She comes in with a band aid over her nose. Oh, it's so funny. Stop. That's yes. great. Yes. How can you not remember her? Um, right? And in her talent show performance, she's a killer dancer. Killer. She's good. She's like she a was so good. ballerina. You can yeah. tell. Yeah. She's wow. very trained. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. And there was she, some and, really cool. There was some really cool talent this time. I was kind of shocked. And Marsha, 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 when she did her talent routine, it was a dance routine where she was dancing to like her crush. She woke up out of bed and she had like the um, face braces, like the kind of braces that like yes. went, went like all around, around your head. head. Yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> so. I've got to watch this. I've got to try to find some time to watch this because it sounds so entertaining. Yeah. And I know when I do watch it, I enjoy it. So yeah, now that you brought up Marsha, 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 I think she might actually stick out the most to me yeah. so far. Yeah, so far. Yeah. And so, and there's a couple other things that are, are, I just can't get it out of my head. And I don't, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm being, I don't know, racist, sizist, I don't know. But Malaysia Baby Doll Fox, she looks just like Silky Nutmeg Ganache. Every she really time does. She comes on the screen, I'm like, Silky is on. Oh, oh no, wait, that's not Silky. She no. looks just like her, though. Well, the, so this is the problem that we're running into now. This show has been on for 15 years. So these girls have taken their makeup tips from other drag queens on the show so you never know right uh, malaysia baby doll fox might have gotten her look from silky or maybe inspired by silky because you know silky season was what five years ago was yeah. original season six yeah. years ago she well she so, definitely has she definitely is taking inspiration from her Not that's a, lot, a bad thing you know i just think it's it's kind of shocking every time she comes on screen and YouTube has changed the game, too, because these uh, drag queens will actually post tutorials on how to do their makeup so, you know, other people can copy it. So they're, you know, and another, they're, they're uh, very similar looking. They are. And another one is that Mistress Isabella Brooks looks just like Eureka, a little little Eureka. Yeah. And I'm uh, like, it's not as, as exact as Silky, <laughs> but it is every sometimes when they catch her in a certain like angle, I'm like, 
oh shit, she looks exactly like Eureka. And then that Lux Noir London that you don't care for, and I don't care for her either, but she gives me Naomi Smalls vibes. Just for her movement and the way she moves around the stage and stuff like that. I think it, I think it was just the wig, because she's she's very tiny, that Lux Noir London. She's like 5'2 or something like that, 5'3. But she her ego is, you know, too big for the room. <laughs> you know? I was like, all right, girl, whatever. She's like, I'm just excited to win. I was I like, know. oh, fuck you. Get off the screen. Yeah, I agree. All right, we talked well, that I, to death. Is there any other yeah, <laughs> any other television we want to talk about? Well, I did not watch the RuPaul, but I did watch the the second half of the Florida <laughs> We're Here. Did you oh, get to watch that? Yes, no. I did. Yep. Kevin, oh, no. you didn't? It was oh, good. there's so much to talk about, and I don't want to be a spoiler. <laughs> you can spoil it. Um, what do you think, Brian? Do we spoil it? Do we give it a minute or do we just let it go? Yeah, we it's can go ahead. I mean, go ahead. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. The ending of it was really good. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. And um, I turned out to, um, I'm trying to think what it was about that. That's trans, the 70 year old trans. I wrote a note and I don't remember what it says, but. He said, she said something at the end that was so great. And I wanted well, to remember it. No, I can't. So, well, um, yeah. You're, and was it right after Eureka came, uh, told her that she was going to retransition? So yes. if you, if you haven't watched it yet, Kevin, um, Eureka is so inspired by her drag daughter in this episode who I can't remember her name either. Um, she's an older trans lady. Um, God, I'll have to Google that. Barbara? But, no, it's not Barbara. No. Barbara was her, her wife. Anyways, go ahead. So Eureka basically says, you know, you inspired me to, you know, go ahead and retransition and live the life that I, you know, am born to live. You know, so Eureka had like a little moment there with her, oh. with, yeah, her with her was, drag daughter. Yeah, it was really great. It, that was really great. And that's all I wrote down in my notes, 70 year old trans slash Eureka, but I couldn't remember what it meant. <laughs> so, uh, so thank you brian for being my memory jogger yeah so um, yeah, yeah that was great i I really liked that and i liked uh you know the that woman who's the school teacher in florida who did what she did to stand up for her daughter yeah it was amazing like that you can't great. help but admire that so yeah it was a really great episode i liked it a lot and i want to know where is she now <laughs> now that that has yeah, aired right someone in the like you know those people we talked about those advocates that do big things she's in there now i think with some I group think somebody scooped her up florida department of education has probably uh kidnapped her by now and put her in a padded <laughs> cell nobody really knows uh, where she is it's yeah, like it's she... like it's like the Miscavige girl, um, the founder of Scientology, how nobody knows where his wife is and nobody's yeah, seen her. Yeah, we know where she isn't. She isn't <laughs> in her classroom. That's probably for sure. I hope she found a place with a, uh, a, a group, an advocacy group. She'll do great things. Yes, she will. Uh, she will do great things. And, and I still ne never really got or understood the... The guy that lived at the villages with his mother, mm -hmm. like that whole thing was so, uh, it just never felt good. I don't know. What did you think? Yeah. I, I don't remember how it even ended. Honestly, I remember in the show, he had, he had like real high boots on like kinky boots or something like that, but I don't remember 
how he even ended with the actual show because I watched it a couple weeks ago, I think, or yeah, a week, a week and a half ago. Uh, for those of you who we've not spoiled, you know, we've already spoiled that you for uh, he had a bomb that lived in the villages. And those of you who don't live in Florida don't know the villages is this <laughs> community. It's so of weird. People who are old and white and riding golf carts. Um, it's very exclusive. It's not, is it rich guys? It, is it rich? Well, it's not, it's not, they, I don't think they really want for anything. We'll put it that way. You I know, mean, there's, yeah, there's different areas of the, of, of it too, you know, I've I'm been sure. through there several times because for a while there, that was the only dispensary within that area. So no, they <laughs> were been, at it in the village. Oh, they have. Oh yes. They don't, oh, like I okay. said, they do not want for anything. They start drinking at like 2 a.m. They are, you know, their their little community there in the villages for a while there were known for having a very, very high rate of STDs in the community. Ooh. Oh, so, my. Yes. Um, for those of you who don't know, it, it's kind of like a small town. Like, it's kind not of. like my neighborhood where there are 12 streets and it's then we all go back small. out. It's not even that small. Oh, it's, it's huge. Even, there's 70,000 people living there. Yeah, it's yeah. like a town. So... He, this guy that was on the show lived there because his mom lived there. He wanted to be near his mom. They did not share the same house. Um, but it's like she almost didn't even know he was gay. She sure wouldn't say it out loud. No, no. Um, she was very, it, it's almost like she didn't know him at all. <laughs> right. And he, at one point he was like, I don't, you know, did you tell your mom when you got married? And he's like, I think so. I don't remember. He oh, said something God. like. He yeah, said something like, I think so. Or does she, he said, they said, does she know? And he's like, I think so. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's, right. it was very sad. Like he lived a very sad life, I Aww. feel. And going back to his mother, what's that? It's not helping. Anyways. No. no. Anyways. And the young boy who survived the Pulse nightclub shooting. Yeah. That was a really great. That, that was, was good. Part he, of it. Yeah. he did a really good job too. He was very good. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, they were all, they all, well, not all of them did a great job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's like I said, it's high production, anyways, and you get a great show. And this you time get a you great got show. great stories. You got Three of really the best drag stories. queens in the industry. You get Shangela, who's going on tour. So. Yeah, she's amazing. She's, she's going amazing. on her own tour all across the country. Yep. So oh, good for her. So I mean, if anybody has... can support it, she can. She's I amazing. know. I know, yeah, right? She, These other girls yeah. have. These other girls do tour, but they tour with, you know, other, with you know, groups. like casts of other queens. Okay. Yeah. So they don't usually, you know, it's hard to pull off a tour by herself. But Shangela, after Dancing with the Stars, she can probably pull this off. Yeah. Did she it's, win? Um, yeah. I was no, she say. lost. She came in third. Oh, wow. She didn't that win. fucking um, TikTok girl won, uh, Charlie D'Amelio or something like that. Oh, yeah. that TikTok again. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, but I, it was bullshit. Everybody was like, "That's it. bullshit." So she got robbed, and she, she gets robbed in every reality. She does. Does she's she? fucking yeah. Who's that? Who's that woman that never won an award but like was not Susan, uh, Susan Lucci? Susan Lucci. <laughs> she's the Susan Lucci of drag. Oh, that's I great. mean, God. 
<laughs> our younger, our young listener, whoever they are out there, our one young listener does not even know who that is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's okay. She was a a soap opera queen. Yeah, she sure was. Anyways, that's all I really had for TV. Although, I spent a little time watching this show, Brian, that you might appreciate called Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary. Abbott. A B B O T T. Oh, okay. Abbott Elementary. Okay. Abbott Elementary. And it's a it's a show that I guess it's kind of filmed like the office. Like they kind of know the cameras are there. They don't really talk to the cameras. Right. Um, like a single 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 camera shoot. Okay, whatever they call that. That's what they call that in the biz. Yeah. That's what they call that in the biz. So that's what they mean when I hear those things. Okay. Yep. Um anyway, so those type of it... shows, that's what it's called. Like the office and things like that. Those are called single camera shows, yeah. Okay, so it's a group of teachers that teach elementary school, and it's so funny. I think that you would love it. Like, the woman who's the principal is so – she got her she got her job as principal because she found out that the superintendent was cheating on his wife with someone at church, so she blackmailed him. So she's got this job and she has no business having her, his job. And then it's a whole bunch of teachers that you can recognize each one of those teachers that some, as someone in your building. Oh, I'm so sure. There's, it's just so funny. And the humor is so funny, especially if you're a teacher, you will love it. I fell in <laughs> love with it. I watched 10 episodes one day. So I'm hooked. I've always finished season one. Nice. So, yeah, I do recommend that. I recommend that a lot if you like that kind of, they kind of talk to the camera show, those one camera shots. Or if you are a teacher, for sure, check it out and let us know what you think. I'll definitely look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right, guys. Is there anything else before we go into our artist of the week? I think it's time mm. for a break. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a break and get into this bitch. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Break. Break. <laughs> great information this is the best purchase um, i've made in a long time is it legal where you are kevin yes it is okay yep. as as uh, medicinal or recreational uh, recreational as of january 1st but there are no recreational dispensaries yet it takes a oh. while yeah oh okay but right. it's it's legal i mean uh, somebody that's walking around with weed it's fine for them to have it. Um, okay. It's only <laughs> just don't ask them where they got it. I guess I don't know. So I know it's so weird. <laughs> I don't know. How I'm it's in supposed between. To work. Yeah, I'm like in between two states that do have it legal. Like Ohio is not legal, but then Michigan and Illinois both have it legal. So it's so weird. You know the different rules and regulations that are going on. They just need to really legalize it federally. They just need to. They do. Yeah. You just helped me out a little bit with geography there, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about before i don't know where things are in the country so yeah. thanks for that I'm that was helpful way. yeah are we um are we ready are we back are we re oh, <laughs> great information this is the best purchase um, i've made in a long time is it legal where you are kevin yes it is okay yep. as as uh, medicinal or recreational uh, recreational as of January 1st, but there are no recreational dispensaries yet. It takes a oh. while. Yeah. Oh, okay. But right. it's it's legal. I mean, uh, somebody that's walking around with weed, it's fine for them to have it. Um, okay. It's only, 
<laughs> just don't ask them where they got it. I guess I don't know. No, I, don't... I know it's so weird. Uh, I don't know. How I'm it's in between. Yeah, I'm like in between two states that do have it legal. Like Ohio is not legal, but then Michigan and Illinois both have it legal. So it's so weird. You know the different rules and regulations that are going on. See, they just need to really legalize it federally. They just need to. They do. Yeah. You just helped me out a little bit with geography, there, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about before i don't know where things are in the country so yeah. thanks for that that was helpful way. yeah are we um are we ready are we back are we ready are we to back? talk about aretha yeah. i think I'm so ready. okay all right. all right welcome back welcome back welcome. gentlemen and here we go kevin Thank yes. you so much for picking Aretha Franklin. That was fun. And I learned some things. So go ahead, Brian. You can get started with the music part. Well, I'm just going to say, you know, from personal experience, because I, I have oh. seen Aretha Franklin live. Yes, and, we have uh, to hear this story. And so I will, you know, I was, I was younger. She had just come out with a dance club, like gay song called Pride, um, which was a great song. And I was so excited to go see her live, even though I didn't really know her other things. This song was just so great. I think it was a CNC Music Factory um, uh, song that was written for her. So if you guys don't know who CNC Music Factory are, they had that song called Gonna Make You Sweat back in the 90s. That was That is still just a cultural, iconic song. None of um, these things sound familiar. You would know it if you heard song? it for sure. Yeah, you would okay. know it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you would know it if All you right. heard it. Um, okay. So, I mean, they had a lot of songs. So they wrote this song for her. I, I believe it was them. If it, if, it's not, if it wasn't them, I'm not sure who it was. But um, I'm, I'm going to say it was the reason why I went to see her live. So we got there. We went to the show. It was me, my mother, my Aunt Reva. Who, okay. First yeah. of all, I need to know how old you are and what yeah. are you wearing? So <laughs> I, I am probably 12, maybe okay. 11, and probably wearing a Def Leppard shirt. Okay, Probably. what does your hair look like at that stage? Like, where was, was the culture it was, of 11-year-old boys right then? It was probably a mullet. Probably. Okay. Blonde okay. still. You were blonde, blonde. still then. Yeah, and okay. I, I was blonde, yeah. So, your uh, you know. Your jeans rolled up at the bottom? Did you have cuffs? I probably <laughs> was wearing jean shorts. Okay. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Jorts, yeah. Jorts. So. Because um, that was in Lincoln Park, wasn't it? And what? No, uh, yeah, I think it was actually. Yeah, yeah it was. Part. Yeah, it okay, was not. Okay, so go back now that I have the visual. And it's an outdoor show, so we're sitting on the lawn, and um, she comes out. And when I say that, you know, she she's never been known for being a small woman. Okay, and I'm not oh, gonna, no. and I'm not gonna body shame her for this. No, no, no. Okay. Yes, but um, I will say that what she was wearing and the size that she was at the time really did take up almost the entire I it looked like Andre the Giant was on stage like wow. it she <laughs> she was not a small woman and I'm not just talking about weight I'm talking about like just in size in general stature yeah so she comes out and of course she is one of those people where when she's on stage that's what you're looking at you don't you know you don't your eyes don't wander you're looking yeah, at there's Aretha nothing Franklin. else so and everybody's very excited except for Aretha Franklin and she comes out and basically complains the entire performance. She started out complaining about how she had just quit smoking and gained all this weight. 
Um, and then every single song that she started, including like Chain of Fools and Pride and all that stuff, she actually stopped midway and started yelling at her band. And she would be like, if my band can't get this right, I'm not even going to do a performance tonight. You know, and she, oh, she was. Wow, that's hateful. Yeah. I wonder she, if that's regular behavior or was um, that an um, outlying fact, well, uh, and, thing? And then after that, she brought her son on stage and her son pretty much performed for the next like 45 minutes, which nobody wanted to see. You but know, even knows because and she left, she completely that. left the stage during that performance. You know, it was just her son, uh, so it was just a very odd live performance. And and at that point, she was already very much established as the queen of soul. So I just think that she had, she just kind of phoned it in, and it was yeah. one of those performances that I was just like, oh my god, is that how? Or these, she could these... have been doing like Whitney's mother was doing, trying to sell her son. Maybe. And Maybe. you could have been there for that night. Yeah. So um, That's unfortunate. I don't have that experience, so um, only you do. And that sucks. I get so, it. So have you seen her live? Or has I have not else? seen her live. Oh, I, okay. um, I only know all of her big hits, and I say I'm a big fan, like so, usual. Yeah, well, let's talk about the movie that just came out. Let's start there, because that's a good place to start. The, okay. the, the biofilm with Jennifer Hudson did come out. And if you guys did watch that, it was pretty true to her actual life story. Um, she started out as a gospel singer and had a ton of albums. Um, this is one of those. This is going to be one of those artists where I'm not going to go through every album yes. because this this will be an hour it's and a half episode many. or two hours. There's too many. It's ridiculous. So, um, but she did start out as a gospel singer. And then um, she kind of drifted in and out of record labels. She actually was inspired by Sam Cooke. Uh, who was another gospel singer who turned into kind of a pop blues singer. Yeah, um, I know Sam Cooke. I like yeah. Sam Cooke. Mm -hmm. So she was inspired by him to go and start re re um, recording pop music instead of gospel music. And she began her career on Columbia Records. And at the time, Columbia Records were, you know, they were releasing very big hits for a lot of people, but not Aretha Franklin. And she did not do very well on that record label. In fact, she was like, there were, there were talks about just dropping her from the record label altogether. So Aretha Franklin ended up leaving that record label and ended up going to Atlantic Records. And in and Atlantic, she did have mild success, but it wasn't until she actually, you know, that's, that's when she had, um, I want to say, Amazing Grace came out on Atlantic. She started working with Quincy Jones and all those other people. And I might be mistaken this because I, I just read this this morning. But um, and then she left and went to Arista Records. And this is where things started popping off. And this is late seventies, very very early eighties. In fact, I think it was nineteen eighty that and she went to. And how old is Aretha at this point? Do you at this point remember seeing that? How so, old would she be? This was 1980, and she started out, like, her first record deal was in 1960. Um, so she was probably, I'm going to say, I think, and I think she started recording when she was 12. So if we're doing the math, she's probably, like, 30-something, early 30s. Okay. She was recorded um, in 1943. 1943, so this so is 1980. Something. You're right. That was so, good math, Brian. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to say this is when Atlanta uh, Arista Records is when she actually started becoming more of a pop star. And you began to see her in places that you never saw her before. 
Um, so she actually had a song with George Michael on Arista Records, which was a huge hit for her um, called I Know You've Been uh, uh, I Know You've Been Waiting for Me. I think that's what it's called. Now okay. I can't even remember. I don't um, remember the song. I knew I knew you were waiting for me. Yeah, that's what it was called. You don't remember that? I'm sure if I heard it. Yeah, uh, it's one of those things. It was a huge pop hit, and it was one of those that was like on MTV. So it okay, was like, stop the MTV because I stopped watching it when you guys stole it from us. <laughs> and then the other things that you know, you're younger than me, and that might have been that that you know five year stint where I went country and never heard any of this stuff. So yeah. well, maybe. I mean, um, yeah. she, she also became like one of those one of those artists that. Um, was kind of intertwined we've talked about artists before being intertwined in wrestling back in the day because wrestling was such a pop icon thing in the 80s and 90s yeah and, who was and, that that did the wrestling thing who was that that we talked about does anybody else remember i know who it was i'm gonna say bernadette peters it was <laughs> Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. yeah that's right Cindy Lauper. oh yes yeah, Cindy, Cindy Lauper was yeah. the other one that we talked about thing. okay uh -huh. so so did aretha franklin aretha franklin was at wrestlemania 3 and no um idea. and she no idea. and she sang america the beautiful and she said uh to uh a, some newspaper back in the day that wrestlemania 3 performance might be her most memorable events of uh openers of any of anything she's ever done she said okay. it was just that big and it was wrestlemania 3 was huge and so was four and five that was when wrestling was like like in like Epic. the sky dome at canada <laughs> you know, in canada they they sold out the sky dome yeah you which is like get tickets yeah which was like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people it was crazy back then but she was part of it um oh, she also became her. part of the blues brothers um she actually uh performed um, in honor of the 1980 film, The Blues Brothers, um, and she appeared with Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi, and um, I that was at, remember that that was at the Grammy Awards. If you didn't see that, she performed and um, she performed for um, Luciano Pavarotti. If you don't remember that, because he was actually oh, yeah. ill, and she that. and she took his place at the last minute, and um, I think at that where um, it was at the Grammy. Grammy? I think it was the Grammy Awards, but it was a different year. Let me see. Okay. I have it right here. Um, and she, she sang the aria Nissan Dorma. Nissan Dorma. Um, I have no idea. So it says, uh, desperate to fill the time slot after Pavarotti canceled, they approached Franklin with their dilemma. She was a friend of Pavarotti and had sung the aria two nights prior at the annual Music Cares event. Um, she asked to hear Pavarotti's rehearsal, and after listening, she agreed that she could sing it in the tenor range that the orchestra was prepared to play it in. So literally, wow. like, overnight. So over one billion people worldwide saw the performance, and she received immediate standing ovation. Wow. Um, wow, I didn't know that. It still doesn't say, like, where it was. Me either. That's that evening I'm going to have to look that up. It says it was the same evening that she performed with the Blues Brothers. It says it was at the Grammys, Yeah. That's wow, what it I'm says. gonna have to watch that. So, um, yeah. So she was I'm just one of those people. Down. You know, uh, if you don't remember back in the day when American Idol was on, um, Randy Jackson said a, a good a singer can sing anything, anything, and Aretha Franklin can. She can sing anything. She yeah. is one of those people. Like if you want her to sing pop, she's got that. If you want her to sing opera, she's nailed that. 
you know, she's one of those people at the same time. She's also a huge fucking diva. And I'm just, (laughs) and, and if you didn't see the movie, it, it actually does not shy away from portraying her in that light. Um, But at the same time, she worked really hard to get to, to where she was in her career. She was not an overnight success, even with her voice. She was not, it took her years um, and different record labels and producers to actually, you know, make her career happen. And she was also one of those people that wrote a lot of her own music and played the oh, piano. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh. So, uh, yeah. She was amazing. Is that all you, you, I mean, there's so much you could go on. I know. I don't want to stop you if you have well, more to say. Let me just say that, you know, she died in 2018. And that that is not an unfact. That is a fact. It's, it, it, it does not seem like it was that long ago, to be honest. It seems like it was just like a year or two ago that she passed okay, away. Okay, you have to say it again. When was it? 2018. It was only five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, yeah I was going to try to do the math myself, but thanks for yeah. that. And she died of a malignant pancreatic um, tumor, some kind of tumor. Neuroendocrine. Yeah. Neuroendocrine. So a brain tumor? Neuro Pan- was that nervous? Okay, Kevin, you all pancreatic neuroendocrine tumor. Kevin, it's it's a it's in her pancreas. Oh, okay. So not pancreatic cancer. So your pancreas Uh, is not in your brain. No. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. Pancreas is in your abdomen. (laughs) Pancreas is used for insulin. Am I correct? The pancreas. Yes, that is exactly what it is. Yes. Amongst um, lots of other things, it's it's very hormonal. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's sad that she died from that disease. Um, yeah. I have a couple things. When she died, she was worth $80 million, wow. which is a whole lot of money. But she also had like a million dollars in uncashed checks just hanging around. Wow. Like, um, and there's rumor that she owed the IRS between five and $8 million, which oh it, I didn't get more information than that. I didn't dig into that. Uh, she had two kids by the time she was 13 years old. Did you know that, Brian? I did not. She had two children. I'm so, uh, I shouldn't chuckle at this. It's crazy to me. She had two kids by the time she was 13. She was That's 11 insane. for her first one. And she was the daughter of a minister. Wow. Yeah, I did know that. I love that. So it's kind of, um, I mean, this is the shit movies are made of. I did they? I didn't see the movie. Is all of that in the movie? I want to say that that is where the movie starts, is with her giving birth. Yeah. Okay, because that's some heavy movie shit right there, and then she yeah. turns it into this empire of who she is. Like she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot going on down there uh, at her daddy's church when she was eleven <laughs> and twelve. Um, sorry. As in most uh, churches back then, I think. Yeah, probably. Back then? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, back then. Yeah, back then. And, and those Silly. two children were raised by her grandmother and, oh. and her aunt, like her, her grandmother's sister, I think. Anyways, um, but yes, yeah, she beat the odds and she did all that. And she did have four children. One was Clarence. And the, all I could see is there's some undisclosed special needs. And it was in, in her will. I don't know because it's undisclosed. Uh, she has two sons, Edward and Ted, Ted, who are singers. So perhaps, Brian, when you saw that concert, she was trying to debut one of her sons. Well, she unfortunately. did. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> And then she has another son, 
there were a lot of husbands. There are four yeah. children, four hus four daddies. So some of them were husbands, some of them were not. But she had another son, and his name is I'm I'm gonna say it how it's spelled. Kekalf. <laughs> Kekalf. It's spelled huh? K E C A L F. How would you say that? I have no idea. Kekalf. Kekalf. Sure. Kekalf. Let's call yeah. him Kekalf. And he was named because it's an acronym for both of the parents' initials. And, of course, I don't know the father's name, K-E-C, and hers are A-L-F. So this kid carried that name around for his whole life. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I felt bad about that for him. So that's yeah. really all I have. I didn't get anything. I did love listening to the music again. That's always so much fun for me when you guys pick good music, people. <laughs> so what do you have, Kevin? Uh, well, the only other thing that I had in addition to what you guys have already said was uh, that um, there there was a rumor uh, for a long, long time, even while she was still alive, that she was Whitney Houston's godmother. Like, that's what people said. Uh, oh. But she wasn't actually technically her godmother. But she okay. did sing with Whitney Houston's mother when they were young, Sissy Houston. Uh, and uh, she is a she she was like an aunt. They called her an aunt to Whitney Houston, but she was not technically her godmother. But she was very oh, very okay. close. They were very close. It was, it was like a second mother to her. Mm. Oh, okay. Sounds like Whitney needs back then. Yeah, yeah she's uh, yeah. yeah. So all right. What else? Anything so else? Nope, nope, that's it. Well, let's just kind of mention some of her, her big hits, you know, uh, respect, 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 chain of fools, ain't no other way, say a little prayer. I mean, these are all songs that she recorded in Natural know, Woman, Natural oh, Woman. That's what got I mean, Kelly Clarkson to win Idol. Um, yeah, and she hit that one. Yeah, I know, she yeah. hit that note. Um, she sang with Luther Vandross. She sang Jumpin' Jack Flash for the movie with Whoopi Goldberg. If you oh, don't remember yeah. that movie. Oh, yeah. That's great. She did. Great movie. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, she that's has, fun. She has, even though she started out as a gospel singer and went to pop music, she also kind of had some fun there with pop culture there, especially with WrestleMania and, you know, duetting with uh, pop culture icons like George Michael and things like that. Yeah. yeah she so, was great. She good was choice. Great. Really good choice. The world got a lot when we got Aretha Franklin. <laughs> uh, and that brings us to my choice. And I've had this dilemma about, you know, spinning for the artist of the week and coming across something that would be dreadful. So I'm not going to do that. So I thought about it over the week and I thought, I'm going to pick this person. I know, Kevin, that in the past you don't like when we do bands. And I agree with you. It becomes complicated and people are in and out. But we can't do this person without mentioning the band. But I'd like to do most of the focus on this person. Okay. Um, and it's someone that I think you guys love. And that person is Lionel Richie. Oh, cool. wow. Yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to anything by him in a long time. I don't, okay. I don't know him very well, to be honest. I don't know much of his music. I know his daughter better than I know him. Mom, oh, okay. so Mom used to love talked... it. That's all I know. And well, I, see, you, you know, know, I know his music from that time. I know yeah. Nicole Richie was on The Simple Life with Paris Hilton, and they were awesome. And they were awesome. And awesome. we'll have to talk about her. Awesome. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin, I am closer to your mom's age than I am to your age. So I get why you listen to it with your mom. 
And we have to talk a little bit about the Commodores when we talk about him, because some of his greatest music came with them, too. Yeah, so. and I think he wrote most of that music, too, yeah. but we'll get into that yeah. next, next week. Yeah, and it'll be fun listening to him. And he's a little bit relevant. We might get some of that crowd that watches uh, American, American Idol. Idol. Mm-hmm. So he's relevant and has great music, and his voice is magic. So, All And he right. dances on ceilings. And he dances on the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't love that? So uh, this was great. We're um, closing in on the end of this episode. And want to remind our listeners where we can be found. And one of the places is on Instagram at Shopping for Tea. Yep. Shopping for Tea at gmail.com. And then Shopping the number four T on Twitter. On Twitter. And uh, again, we appreciate you listening. Pass us along. Get your friends to listen. And again, thanks, gentlemen. I had a great afternoon. Yeah. Me too. We'll talk again next week. All right. All right. All right. right. I love it. You guys are so great. (laughs) I know. Thank you. You guys have a good week. Bye, Bye, gentlemen. Bye.